live from Atlanta, Georgia. It's the Zach Ballinger Show, where we help you find your direction through passion and purpose. My name is Zach Ballinger. I am your host. Thanks for joining us today. We are excited. We have Samantha Davis with us. Samantha, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so um, Samantha, we're going to do, I'm just going to tell my listeners kind of what we're going to do in case they're not used to my format. So what I do is called a lightning round. The first nine questions are designed to be quick questions and for the audience to learn a little bit more about you. And then we'll do some in-depth questions and we're going to take some audience questions at the end if anybody has questions about your um, occupation. So does that sound good? Sounds good. All right, let's get started. So what is your exact title? Okay, I'm the Algebra One um, teacher at Woodburg High School. So, And that's in Morgan County, Tennessee, correct? Yes. And then how many years have you been a teacher? This is my second year. Gotcha. And what do you like most about your job? Um... I think just, this is going to sound really dorky, but when a student doesn't understand the content that I'm teaching and I have to kind of go back and refigure how to teach it so that they better understand it. That's definitely my most favorite part. That's awesome. You'd love to teach me then because I never understand math. (laughs) Um, So what do you like least about your job? At least, I would say grading papers. I'm not a paperwork person, so that's probably my least favorite. (laughs) Gotcha. And so I know each day is a little bit different, but describe a typical day as a math teacher. Okay, so I have three blocks, and then you have a planning block. Um, Right now, my first block is um, a sales bridge math, so I have seniors that class. And I proctor that class, and so I'm not the teacher. It's a computer program, but I kind of help them along through that. And then um, I teach two blocks of Algebra 1, and then my last block of the day is a planning block, where you get a plan and grade and do all that. Gotcha. And so let's say somebody's out there listening and they want to be a high school teacher. Um, What kind of education and training certificates do you have to do to become a teacher? Okay, so you have to receive an associate in education. Um, If you're wanting to be high school, it'll be in secondary education. And then you go two more years for your bachelor's degree. And that is when you really get into like your concentration. So for math, you would go, you know, secondary math, um, science, all that. So you departmentalize at that point. Um, And then you do a residency program during those four years. So it's not tacked on to the end of those four years. But um, that last year, you're there really two thirds of the time you're in the classroom doing a residency. Gotcha. And so they call that a residency program for teachers. Yes. And then after that, well, during your school and you have to pass um, what they call praxis exams. And depending on your concentration, um, depends on how many of those you have to pass. Gotcha. And so, um, you know, what did you want to be when you were a kid or when you grew up? Was there a dream career that you wanted to do? It doesn't have to be teaching. Just curious. Right. I definitely switched my dream career a hundred times. I remember in middle school, I definitely wanted to be a physical therapist. And I quickly found out that wasn't for me. Um, and then later on, um, high school, I was dead set on being majoring in sociology and working with DCS. So, um, and that kind of changed once I got into college. 
Awesome. Well, you survived the lightning round. Congratulations. So now just to get a little bit more deeper to learn more about your career. And so the audience can learn. So, you know, how does someone know if they're passionate about teaching? Did you always kind of know you were good in front of a classroom or what made you decide to go down the teaching route? Right. So I work with my church a lot um, with the kids and the youth there. And so teaching and being in front of crowds was nothing new to me. I never thought that I would be sitting in um, a classroom, per se, with kids teaching them math. But um, teaching and just like being in a leadership role almost was really nothing new to me. And that that's kind of my gift, I would say. Um, so just being around kids, I went on, on a lot of mission trips um, when I was in high school and into college. And so I really enjoyed that teaching Bible school. And I thought, you know, I could do this for the rest of my life, take that into a school setting. So. And in, in what age were you when you kind of decided what were you in college or you had, had you kind of made up your mind in high school that it was something that you would like to pursue? Um, it was my second year in college that I decided education was the route that I wanted to go. And actually when I got into education, um, I was only doing it so that I could eventually be a guidance counselor. Um, even when I wanted to work with DCS, my goal, my end goal was to be a guidance counselor. And so it wasn't until I really got into my education classes that I thought, wow, I think I want to spend time in a classroom. Um, so that's really when I fell in love with education as a whole was once I actually got in those courses. And so you hit on a couple of things there that I want to touch on that I've always talked to people about is number one is volunteering either through a church or a volunteer group or through the inner city of something that you think you would might want to do and volunteer your time and see if you're good at it. So in other words, you know, somebody said they wanted to be a counselor or a psychiatrist well, why not work and volunteer in some of these organizations where you can actually get to talk to people about some of their problems and see if that's something where you want to do. And you kind of did it through the church route, right? And you, that's a great route to do it in. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty much where I got all my background and experience with anything even semi-related to this was through the church. Gotcha. And so what did you, did you go in and I know you're, you're specifically teaching math right now was the whole, were you more good at, I mean, this is kind of a weird question, but were you more passionate about the math or more passionate about the teaching or really both? Um, I think the teaching first. So I started, my degree is actually in elementary education and I knew when I graduated, you know, after going through these math courses where you learn how to teach, as most people call it, the new math or whatever, um, that I really loved the math content. And so I had decided in my mind that I was really going to try to shoot for a fourth and fifth grade position in math only. Um, so I think I would say I fell in love with teaching first. And then once I got into that program and started dealing with it, um, math definitely became my favorite pretty quickly. You, you, so you touched on something else too. So your, your original degree was in elementary education, but what I find fascinating is now you teach high school and that's another concept that I kind of teach 
people is, you know, people automatically want to quit their corporation or their corporate job or their nonprofit, but there might be a job you could work up to in that company that you might like. So let's say, you know, you, you might be in marketing right now, but eventually you wanted to go into distribution. And so why not work towards your using your career set? And it sounds like you had the passion for the teaching and you didn't you weren't really sure because you'd never worked with high school students before. And now it sounds just from talking to you, you're really passionate about what you do. Is that is that pretty much spot on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, with my previous job before, um, so I didn't get hired in teaching in August. Um, I got hired in with or August of last year. I got hired in with a nonprofit where I was working with high school students. And so after working with high school students, I really like the conversation that you can have with high school students. Um, and so I figured out that I wanted to work with high school and once I got into high school, it's definitely um, where I feel I was definitely called and gifted to work. So. Gotcha. And so, you know, um, when you're up there teaching and I bet the most motivating thing for you, like you said, was a is first you're teaching kids something that they may have a hard time understanding. So you're guiding them along that process. I think what's fulfilling for you too, is you're teaching them something that they may be used later to, they're going to have to take this, their ACT courses or their SAT to get into college. And so you're, you're laying the foundation there. What grades do you, um, teach in math again? Uh, freshman. And then I have the one senior class, but mostly freshmen. Gotcha. And so what would your be advice be? Let's say somebody's out there listening and they're either in high school or they might be in college, or let's say they've graduated and they're in a job they don't really like, and they think teaching might be a calling. It might be. What would you recommend they first do? Well, like you touched on earlier, volunteer. I mean, schools are always looking for volunteers. And so if you can just, which I know now with um, the way the world is, that might be a little more tough. But if you can get into a school somewhere and uh, work in a classroom, just seeing the daily things. Because even in college, before you start that residency program, you really don't know what teaching is going to be like. Um, you can prepare all you want. But until you step foot in a classroom, you truly, really don't know. And you can be like me if you're in college, just take one of those education courses and see, especially if you're under um, Tennessee Promise, um, that can definitely be an elective course for you, even if your degree's in something else, and just see um, what it's about and if that interests you. I imagine another way uh, people, I encourage people to do if they're interested in a career network, you know, um, with LinkedIn now, you know, like you said, the way of the coronavirus is LinkedIn is a great resource where you can actually message people. So, you know, you could connect with teachers that maybe even you went to high school with or elementary school with and, you know, link up with them and then talk to other people across and, and really sit down and interview a teacher. Because I think you want to know that every day is not going to be an easy day with any job, but um, I think they can maybe guide you through did you do any of the, the networking with some of your old teachers or anything like that? Um, I did some, especially when I was trying to decide where I wanted to go. Um, I had some, my sister was actually a teacher. So I worked with her quite a bit. Um, you know, I get, when it's your sibling, you really get to see the 
good and the bad of the job. So. Gotcha. Now, what do you do with a child like me? So I've never been good at math. I, I have royally struggled with it. Um, it feels like with math, once you don't get the first step, you're pretty much done. So, <laughs> so let's say I'm, I rewind my life and I'm young again, if I could go back in doc Brown's time machine and get in the time machine and you were taking me through and I hate math, how would you get me motivated to, um, cause I'm sure you have students like that, right? That, you know, like, you know, Miss Davis, I don't get this. I don't understand it. I hate math. Why do I need this? What am I going to do for it in the future? How do you motivate that student? Right. So motivation, you have to motivate them before they'll ever even attempt to learn it. Um, and I've definitely seen that in the classroom. So I, my top motivator is candy. I know it seems so simple, but uh, if you bring in some dumb, dumb suckers, they will about fight over that. So just um, rewarding them and trying to get them involved. And then um, also just letting them feel like they're a part of the classroom and that you're not just going to run off and leave them behind, just not understanding. Um, I think once students really get that you care and you want them to understand it, it's different. And then also they always ask the question, when am I ever going to use this? So I try my best to always have some kind of connection um, to any career that they might say. So I ask them, what do you want to do? You want to go to college? You want to go to a technical school? You're going to go straight to the job and hear them out, whatever they're wanting to do. And be like, well, actually, you could use this here or it might not be exactly like this, but you're going to need a portion of this for your job. So just trying to connect it to what they want to do in life. I love that because, you know, I always ask that when I was in school, I'd be like, why do I need to take math? I mean, there's calculators. Why can't I just use those? So I think that's a great example if you link it back. And I don't want to put any pressure on you, but could you name some careers that where mathematics is particularly useful um, in the economy with jobs? Um, well, algebra one, we teach a lot of basic um, stuff. And so I'll just go ahead and give an example. I had a student and she wanted to do cosmetology. She's like, I'm never going to use this math, whatever. But I mean, you have to use math to even know how much dye, you know, your ratios of dye you're going to put in someone's hair. Um, or like mechanics. I get a lot of mechanics. Like I'm not going to use this, but they're going to own their own business. They plan to. And you've got to know how, you know, to count your profit versus your loss and, so just things like that. Gotcha. Great examples. Also, you said something about rewards. Now, what is your teaching style? Like, you know, how do you, you said get them involved. So is that calling on individual students or is that, um, do you have a particular way that you can really motivate them to, to ask questions or anything like that? Any tips? Right. A lot. So right now it just varies really class by class. My classes right now are super quiet. They're quiet students. Um, getting them to talk is really hard. So we use mini whiteboards and they work their problems out on their whiteboards. They show it to me. That way they're not having to talk and tell me how they think they do it. Um, and then I can see exactly what they're thinking is without them having to talk. So um, I try to be um, considerate of students and um, 
how they feel about speaking out in class. But I do a lot of just verbal back and forth. We learn together um, and group work also. Well, not this year, but usually I do a lot of group work. And then how important is it, do you feel to actually, you know, I keep referencing the statistic, but 70% of Americans actually don't like what they do. And you actually do like what you're doing. And you're fairly, you know, two years into it, you know, how important it is, is it for you to like your job? You know, I think the new generation really, um, prides themselves on finding the work that they want to do and that they like to do and that they enjoy to do. How important that is that for you to have career satisfaction? I truly couldn't imagine teaching without absolutely loving it. I mean, because I love it, but there's days that it's like, man, this is tough. This is really tough. And so if I didn't enjoy that job, then in return, the kids would be miserable. I would be miserable. Not a lot of learning would probably go on. So I just think that it's crucial to love, I mean, what I do. Right. And then I think that a passion is exudes into your teaching because you definitely have some innovative ways to, to keep the kids going. Like I said, I love the analogy. You bring it back to jobs because really, you know, now that I think about it, any career you do has a little bit of uh, math in it you know, whether, whatever level it might be, but um, even for the the trade schools that people want to be electrician or they want to be, you know, uh, elevator repairman, whatever they want to be in life, there's a certain amount of mathematics to it. So I, th- I think that's definitely crucial. Um, how would you describe, um, like, do you have a success story that you can share over the past two years where, you've really taken a student that might've been, you don't, you don't give me any names or anything, but like they've been struggling um, in a subject and you can remember kind of turning them around and maybe they ended up liking math or they ended up making a good grade. You have any um, good stories? I'm sure you do. Uh, Trying to think. Um, I had one class in particular and they just hated math. I mean, they hated it and, I knew they hated it and they made it very vocal that they hated it. But um, when I came into that classroom, they had been without a teacher for a month. And so um, getting in there and getting them motivated to even do the math um, was a job. And I just when you start forming those personal connections, just letting them in on a little bit of your life, just saying, hey, I'm human, you know, even just them knowing about your nieces or nephews, just telling stories sometimes um, to make that connection. And then they ended up, I mean, we ended up pushing through that semester and making it. I can't say they love math now, but um, they definitely got to a point where they were truly trying and uh, did a great job, just to be honest. Yeah, that's great. You know, that's an authentic story because I don't think even if, you know, I had the greatest teacher in math that they could convince me to like it, but maybe they convinced me to learn it. And so yeah. it might be a different, different story. So definitely. Um, just to wrap up with, a, um, I wanted to go to some of the questions that I already had from some of the people in the audience. Um, if you're listening live, feel free to type in the text box or on Facebook or on YouTube. Any questions that you have for Miss Davis as far as high school teaching or education or curriculum. Now, um, one of the questions that came in from a student was, is they said they know they want to teach, 
they're in college now, apparently, but they're not sure uh, what subject they want to teach. So how would you recommend them kind of going about that? Like, how did you discover that you were so you were good at math and that was what you liked? I guess they're asking that they don't know what they want to teach right now. Right. So when I was I think it's a little different for elementary to secondary, um, but I can share my experience. When I was in elementary education, you have to do short practicums. Um, so each college does it a little different. For my college, I was in a classroom for two weeks at a time. Um, so we would go in. I think it was three different times. I went into three different classrooms, different grade levels, different subject contents for two weeks at a time. And I was able to see um, the day-to-day in those classrooms. And so my first one was a first grade. And I found out really quick that teaching kids to read uh, was way too stressful for me and not, not up my alley. So I knocked that one out quick. I knew the lower grades was not for me. And then my last practicum, I was in a fifth grade math class. Um, so I think... Once you're in college for education, you get those experiences to be in classrooms, different classrooms in college. Um, Now, secondary, I'm not exactly sure how that translates there. But through your college, you should get experiences um, to try out different subjects and stuff. Gotcha. And one of the questions this looks like from a parent, like, do you prepare your curriculum based on, I guess, you know, you're in Tennessee. So the, the person, do you kind of guide your curriculum more towards what's going to be on the ACT test or SAT test? Are your courses more designed to get them ready for that advanced level math course for the ACT, I guess, is uh, what they're asking. Right. So my course, um, we don't really start gearing towards the ACT yet as a freshman. Now, a lot of the stuff we cover is repetitive stuff that they cover at higher levels throughout their college. So there is definitely ACT prep, I would say, in my course. But yeah, so I follow the Tennessee State Standards. Um, and then we also have an end of course test for Algebra 1, um, which covers those standards. So I guess to answer that in short, um, I base my instruction off of the Algebra 1 standards, um, which would definitely prepare a student for that ACT also. But I don't really teach for them to score high on the ACT. You know, I don't teach the ACT. Gotcha. That makes sense. And then, so my last question was for you, you know, you described that you love your work and you're passionate about your teaching. What do you do outside for fun? What do you do outside of the classroom? And I think it's good to people to get to know you on more of that personal level. What do you do for fun? Okay, so um, like I said, I'm super involved in my church, or I was, and I still am. So that and then family is really important to me. Um, So just being with my family um, and being outside. So Awesome. Well, Samantha Davis, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real honor and privilege to learn more about your career. I love bringing people on that are maybe even a couple of years into their career and they're really enjoying it because I think the sky's the limit for you. Um, you know, if, if you love it now, I've seen people that have come up at an early age in education and they've, you know, risen through the ranks or, you know, they've been memorable. I remember teachers, I think, this is so important. As a kid, I remember teachers 
you know, back from when I was in elementary school, when I was in middle school, when I was in high school and college, I remember those teachers and professors that stood out to me. And, you know, that's 20 years ago. So I think what you're doing is amazing. Thank you for educating our youth. Thank you for being in the classroom. Uh, thank you for being a part of the show and thank you for your time. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. All right. With that, take care. Have a great day and we will see you next time. See ya. See ya.